Hi, my name is Dan Ariely, and welcome to Arming the Donkeys, a weekly podcast about science. Every week, I will talk to one researcher about one project who have a chat about what they found and what it means for our lives. Dan's guest on this week's program is Jack Soule, an assistant professor of management at Duke's Fuqua School of Business. Okay, so I'm uh, here having a coffee with Jack Soule, and Jack just wrote a paper together with um, Rick Larrick, claiming that people make mistakes when they think about miles per gallon. Miles per gallon, Jack? What can be more trivial than that? What kind of mistake could people possibly do with miles per gallon? Well, it turns out that miles per gallon is actually a very confusing way to think about, to think about fuel efficiency. I'm sorry. What do you mean confusing? What could possibly be confusing about it? So, so Rick and I, uh, Rick Larrick and I, were uh, carpooling to work in my, in my new hybrid about a year ago, my hybrid Camry. And the hybrid Camry has this really cool uh, uh, screen where you could see the miles per gallon on a minute-by-minute basis. And uh, we were talking about how cool that was, and I was pretty proud of my fuel efficiency. And then we realized, well, it's, you know, there, there's some, actually some very confusing things about it. So we started pu- posing these, uh, these logic puzzles to each other. So uh, let me just give you a, a, simple, a simple scenario. Ima- imagine that there's uh, a family, uh, two parents, and one of them drives uh, an SUV. And just to make the number simple, uh, let's say 10 miles per gallon, okay? And uh, the other one drives uh, a sedan uh, to work and uh, 20 miles per gallon. Okay, so they have two cars. Uh, one makes 20 miles per gallon, one makes 10 miles per gallon. Okay, that sounds simple. What now? Okay, now suppose they're, each of them drive about 10,000 miles a year. Okay, and now suppose that they have a decision, they're, they want to get a new car, and they're just trying to decide, uh, they care about their fuel efficiency, and they're trying to decide which new car to get, and they're looking at two different options. Uh, one option is to trade in the sedan, which gets 20 MPGs, uh, for a hybrid. And this hybrid is a small sedan, it gets 50 miles per gallon, and they're very excited about that. Uh, the other option is to trade in uh, the SUV, that gets 10 miles per gallon, and they use it a lot for shuttling the kids around, and maybe trade that one in for a station wagon or a minivan that gets 20 miles per gallon. So they can either, they can trade in one of their cars, they're either gonna trade in the 10 for a 20, or they're gonna trade in the 20 MPG sedan for a 50 MPG hybrid. If they trade in the, the, the 20 sedan for a 50 hybrid, well, that's 30 extra MPGs, and that looks really attractive, wouldn't you say? Oh, fantastically attractive. I mean, how could you possibly uh, resist that uh, temptation? And on top of that, you get you get uh, one of these hybrid uh, fancy screens that you have that make you feel really good about uh, driving efficiently. So it has to be the right thing. Well, the hybrid screen is great, and you might want to go for it because of that. But let's think, let's think about how much you would end up spending on fuel. Let's think about what would be the right choice. If you have... Wait, wait, wait. What do you mean the right choice? It's not uh, trivial in this case? What's the right choice? Well, here's the tricky part. MPGs doesn't tell you how much gas you're using. We want to know how much gas are you using. 
how many gallons are you going to save by trading in the SUV and getting a 20 MPG uh, station wagon, and how many gallons would you save by trading in uh, the, the, the sedan and going for the hybrid. We want to translate it all back to gallons of gas and translate that back in, into, into hard cold cash. Okay, that sounds, uh, that sounds reasonable, but how will it make a difference whether you're talking about miles per gallon or gallons? Okay, so let's, let's think about this. If you're, you drive a car that gets 10 miles per gallon, this gas-guzzling SUV, you're, you, over, over the course of 100 miles, you're using 10 gallons of gas. That's right. Okay, now let's think about uh, in, so, trading that in for, let's say, a station wagon that gets 20 miles per gallon over the course of 100 miles. Now okay, so now, now you've halved your gas consumption and you'll use five gallons. Exactly, that's exactly right, Dan. And so you've now saved five gallons of gas per hundred miles by making this trade. Okay, now let's think about the other option. The other option is you've got this sedan for, that gets 20 mpgs and uh, over the course of a hundred miles that uses five gallons. And you could trade this car in for this fancy hybrid with the nice screen and you know all the fancy stuff, which is great. That uh, gets 50 miles per gallon. Okay. And if you go for uh, the hybrid uh, over 100 miles, the hybrid that gets 50 miles per gallon uses two gallons of gas. And so when you think about this, you've gone from using five gallons per hundred miles to using two gallons per hundred miles by making this trade going for the trading in a sedan for a hybrid and you're saving three gallons of gas over a hundred miles okay so all of a sudden I'm much less excited about the the hybrid and um, so what is the real mistake here is it because people think in percentages from the original uh, amount that they are starting from well, you know, it's, it's really interesting. It turns out not to, be, not to be percentages either because going from 20 MPGs to 50 MPGs, that's a much larger percentage increase than going from 10 MPGs to 20. So percentages isn't exactly right. The math involves taking reciprocals, taking differences of reciprocals. It's a little bit confusing. And actually, you know, our advice is that instead of doing things in miles per gallon, like uh, what we're used to, why don't we do what the rest of the world does, which is uh, in Europe they have liters per hundred kilometers, and if we did something like that, uh, we'd get all of the answers to these questions right. And so we've done some studies where we pose questions to people and, and frame it the other way around, uh, kind of like the European way, liters per... Wait, 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 wait. You want to tell me the Europeans are doing something better than Americans? Something more rational? You can't possibly be suggesting that. Uh, well, in this case, yes. And actually, what, the measure that we like uh, the best is gallons uh, per year. How many gallons per year does a car get? And then it makes it very easy to understand how much gas are you saving with one option versus the other. The average car driven in the U.S. gets about 10,000 miles per year. And so let's just use that measure, uh, gallons, gallons per 10,000 miles or gallons per year. And that'll give us, a, if we use that measure, we'll be do a pretty good job at figuring out where we're going to save the most gas. Okay, so that sounds very sensible and we're also not doing exactly what the Europeans are doing uh, in this case. But I guess your, your suggestion is basically to think about where are you the most fuel inefficient and say that the best steps of improving is to take 
were you worse at and improving that? That would be the best uh, strategy. Is that, is that correct? That, that's exactly right. The, what we want to do uh, is get the most fuel inefficient cars off of the road. And it's really interesting. If you have a car that gets 12 MPGs and you take that off the road and you replace it with one, with one that gets 14 miles per gallon, it seems like, you know, why bother? It's only two miles per gallon. But it turns out over the course of 10,000 miles, that amounts, that, that small change in MPG amounts to saving 119 gallons of gas, which at today's prices is, is close to $500. So small changes at the low end can really make make a big difference. Okay, so um, you know, thank you very much. I've I've learned a lot. I'm going to back home and uh, recheck your calculations, but uh, they seem right. And uh, thank you very much. Thanks, Stan. I enjoyed it. This has been Arming the Donkeys, a weekly podcast with Dan Ariely, professor of behavioral economics at Duke University. Learn more at research.duke.edu.